0: Welcome Pewter Report readers, listeners, and viewers to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast, Energized by Celsius. A victory edition of the Pewter Report podcast, Energized by Celsius, as the Bucks defeat the Philadelphia Eagles in the wildcard round of the playoffs, 31-15. to I'm John Ledyard from PewterReport.com. With me is Scott Reynolds, also of PewterReport.com. And Scott, we've got a Bucks victory to talk about. We're also taking in the final moments of the cowboys against the 49ers to see if yeah yeah, the bucks gonna face the cowboys in the next round as the cowboys start a drive from their own 15 yard line down 23 to 17 with 240 left in the game what is going to be the result of this game we will see but the bucks also a victory victory today over the philadelphia eagles and the game really was never in doubt at all, was it? Never in question, never felt like it was in question at any point. Well,
1: except by us. We were kind of fretting a little bit before the game. And then the Bucks jump out to a 31 to nothing lead, as Tony Saylor yeah. points out. So, so much for all those close game predictions. It got close at the end. Yeah, I did
0: but think it game, would be closer on the scoreboard, yeah.
1: Yeah. And this game really mirrored so much of what we saw in week six, right? The Buccaneers just jump out to a lead offensively, defensively, handling Philadelphia. And then they just allowed 15 points in the fourth quarter for absolutely no reason, uh, but uh, but yes, this was this was a huge win for the Buccaneers, and, uh, and it's so great to see that atmosphere at Raymond James Stadium today, uh, just electric. And for you know for for Buccaneer fans to have a home playoff win, something that has not happened since 2002. I mean, right. I, I was there in 2005 and 2007. and The Bucs lost to the Redskins in 2005, and, and then to the eventual. Super Bowl champion Giants in 2007 so for the the home fans this was a long time coming
0: yeah for sure no question about it as the Cowboys by the way just crossed into midfield into San Francisco territory on a 38-yard pass to Dalton Schultz as the 49ers lost contained in the pocket and uh yeah it's been a a very bizarre game here and we'll keep you kind of abreast of what's going on real real quick
1: John real quick so set the table why is this game important? If the 49ers win, what happens? If the Cowboys win, what happens?
0: If the 49ers win, they will go on to play the Green Bay Packers uh, in the next round of the playoffs and the 40 or the uh, Bucks will face the winner of the Rams and Cardinals. But if the on the other side of things, if the Cowboys win, the Bucs will face the Cowboys next week or this upcoming right. weekend, I guess. And um the Packers will face the winner of Rams and Cardinals in that situation. So um yeah Big drop, and the four and hours almost picked it off. Had a shot at it. It's a third and eleven coming up from the Cowboys from near midfield. But Scott, uh, I don't. I really. I mean, I think everybody wants to know like what's the best outcome for the Bucks. Like what should happen yeah. in this game? That's the best outcome for the Bucks.
1: The best outcome for the Bucks is Tristan Wirfs's right ankle feeling better. <laughs> that's that's true. the best outcome for the Buccaneers. No, no, no matter who they that. play, right, John? Yeah. Because let's talk about this real quick. If it's the Cowboys, you're going to have Micah Parsons against Josh Wells. Often in that game, almost probably on every down basis, right? So you're, that is not a favorable matchup at all. Well,
0: yeah, I mean Parsons does play off the ball most of his snaps, but yeah, you're right. Passing downs, at least it'll be ugly. Plus, Demarcus Lawrence, I mean, he was probably, I know he's given up a sack to Mac and a sack to Jordan here and there, but I think Lawrence was the. Toughest match of worst has ever faced. And so if the Cowboys win, he's got Lawrence next week. That's right. Um, if he plays, if he doesn't, well, zazzam and dear God help us all. Right. Randy Gregory off the other side is the exact mm-hmm. kind of rusher that gives Donovan Smith issues. That's right. So, yeah, I think it's kind of low key, you know, big for the Bucs. I mean, obviously you got to play whoever it is. Yeah, and, you know, Darren Donald's going to be his own challenge, and Cardinals have their guys. So <laughs> right. either way, it's a challenge, Scott. But uh, I think the the Bucks pose or the Cowboys pose the biggest challenge to the Bucks.
1: Yeah, appreciate the the super chat, uh, Andre, very much. Uh, we appreciate all the super chats. We've gotten so far during this Buccaneers 2021 season. We're still in that, even though it's 2022. It's John. It's fun to to talk about Bucks football that's actually happening past January one because I just remember so many seasons where the Buccaneers season ends with week 16, or actually I should say week 17 after 16 games. Now it's week 18 with 17 games, and this playoff thing is fun. This is two years in a row now. The Buccaneers have, have been active in January. They'll be active one more week, so that's exciting. Listen, for everybody out there that has had the opportunity to give us Super Chats, we really appreciate that. It goes right back into the podcast that you all enjoy, whether it's up, updating our equipment, the lighting, um, making the videos that, that we do to promote the podcast, everything that, that you guys are so generous with with your, your donations to give us via Super Chats goes right back into the podcast you love. There's another way, too, because a lot of people aren't signed up for YouTube. There's another way you can give back, and that's donating to Pewter Report via our own website. Go to pewterreport.com backslash donation and you can you can do that i know we've got several people that that send in donations this way so we're going to promote this again we appreciate all the support that you guys have donated the great thing is when you go to PeterReport.com backslash donation you're going to have the opportunity there to make a one-time donation as little as ten dollars that's it ten dollars if you can uh, give 25 50 or 100 that's that's great too but you can also become a monthly donor we're starting our monthly donor program again For as little as $3 a month, you can give, think of it like an internet tip jar, right? You like John's Bucks Briefing. You like my SR's Fab Five. You like our up-to-the-second injury reports from Matt Matera, J.C. Allen. You like our game coverage. You like the Peter Report podcast. For as little as $3 a month, you can become a starter in terms of a monthly donation. Uh, The All-Pro level is only $5 a month. For $9, you can be a Hall of Fame donor. So we appreciate any and all donations that you're generous enough to to give us and john uh any updates now in that game
0: well we've got cowboys have a fourth and 11 they just had an incomplete pass on third and 11 and a hold but they declined it and so it's fourth and 11 now for dallas from the 47 yard line interesting to decline it there um because it would have put them in third and 21 but now they're going for it on fourth and 11 obviously they have to go for it on fourth and 11 there it's under 149 left in the game and the cowboys have three timeouts so i guess they could punt it but you know you not going to gain much by doing that, obviously. And so here's Dak back to yeah. pass, fourth and 11, mm. pressure coming. He throws it up across the middle of the field, has a guy there. He fell down. And on oh. fourth and 11, the 49ers are going to hold near midfield. The Cowboys do have three timeouts. So we'll see what They'll happens. They'll have here. to burn it here. They have to get a yep.
1: quick three and out.
0: Yeah, and speaking so. of
1: super chats, Brandon, thank you so much for the super chat. Sitting y'all super chats was good luck in last year's playoffs. So doing it again, Devin White looked much better today. Thanks to 54, go Bucks, And John, should we start by just praising the defense for one hell of a performance I think
0: we should. It's funny, Scott. We almost always start with whatever group. If they win, we start with whatever group did the best. If they lose, we start with whatever group did the worst. And and this is one of the few games this season where it feels like it's just pretty balanced. Like special teams is great. Defense is great. Offense is great most of the way. Yeah. It was a really a good game, but it started with the defense. First three quarters, we'll focus on mainly because I don't know how much stock to put in the fourth quarter. But they shut down the run. Scott Mal Sanders at one point had I know he got. So much buzz during the week, it just was so confusing. Yeah, you know, even Arian said he's one of the best that there is, and he's been doing it for years. I think this is his second year in the league, right? But anyway, Sanders had five carries for five yards, I think, entering the fourth quarter, something yeah. like that. They just totally shut him down. Hurts had a, a couple decent runs, but nothing crazy. Uh, he had five right. for 32 going into that last quarter, but they'd held him in check, and really the offense had put given them. The exact situation they wanted. Defense wasn't really even tested that much on the ground. Eagles went to it late when the Bucs were yep. saying, okay, you got to pass to beat us. Who cares? Um, but it was a, it started there, right? Dominant run defense on the a couple early drives, three and outs for the Eagles were so big early in the game. I think they gave them the one first down on the offside, yeah. but that was it, Scott. And they shut down the run and the Eagles, you know, Hurts is really. Through the first three quarters of both their matchups, he's just massively struggled as a passer. And yeah. Bucks played great in coverage, but Todd Bowles has just been being able to not blitz as much, put more numbers into coverage was huge for the Bucks early on in this game. Yeah. But what's the count occasion? And they got home, and they did, which was great. Uh, mm-hmm. But that was a big, big part of why that they ended up winning this game.
1: It really was, John. When you look at at the cornerback play, I was I was thrilled beyond belief by not just the play of Carlton Davis, who was much better against the run. You, you pointed out. How Davis really needed to feel better uh, in last week's uh, game against the the Panthers. I thought both he and and, and Jimel Dean played exceptionally well against the run on the perimeter. Dean had seven tackles. Davis had five. They only credited Davis with one pass breakup, but he had. Three, according yeah, that to, my, <laughs> that's to my count. Get... I mean, he dropped three interceptions, so that's three right. pass breakups in my book. Rather. Dean also had had a pass breakup, so both of those guys played exceptionally well. John, it's almost like, and I don't know because I know that that uh, you know they, the guys drink Gatorade and water and stuff, but it's almost like like they were drinking a Celsius before mm. the game. Now, <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but,
0: but Devin White I, was I know ready. I did. <laughs> Devin White looked like yeah. he did too. And who could blame him? Celsius powers active lives every day with essential functional energy. I'm rocking the wild berry here. So many great flavors, so much great taste, Scott. And uh, yeah, you can find them on, on uh, pewterreport.com. You can click the banner ads. Amazon, do the subscribe and save option or go to celsius.com. Use the store locator. Find out where these amazing, tasty variety of flavor energy drinks are near you with no sugar in them. They're great for you. They give you the energy boost you need. Without the crash, and you can get some going to your house today. It's a great deal. And they've got the fast protein bars too that are going out there, and you can get them right now, 20% off, Scott. Uh, the That's white right. chocolate, uh, white chocolate cookies and cream, and the caramel peanut crunch, <laughs> both outstanding flavors. Truly terrific. Flavor. Best protein bars honestly, I've ever had. And yeah, they uh, taste can like get candy bars, if we're being honest. Yeah, they taste on like Amazon, candy bars. They do. Yeah. Yep. And you can get them if you click the link down in the YouTube description, you can get them right now. Uh, and you can uh, get yourself some of these great protein bars for 20% off. Use that promo code 20 fast start, that will allow you to get these things coming to you on the regular as well. Let's talk so about many that.
1: Defense, of those, Scott. Yeah, so many of those protein bars taste like sawdust, right? Or, yeah. or like wood chips. I mean, these are just tremendous uh, tasting. Protein bars.
0: Right. The Fortnite is trying to run down the clock here. I believe they're in a pretty good situation to be able to do so here. And at least if the Cowboys get it back, it's going to be minimal time left on the clock unless there's a yeah. penalty or something happens here. So we'll see. Uh, Steven mentions Dean tackled exceptionally well today. Yeah, Dean had a great game other than he did. falling down on the play that Mike Edwards had the interception. <laughs> yes. But that was great. I mean, the complimentary defense today was so big, yeah. you know, guys picking each other up and you could see the, the importance of having the depth that they have defensively, but also having so many more good players on the field together. Yeah. And honestly, man, it might have been a huge blessing. I, and I don't see this to be mean to him. And obviously I hope he's, his hamstrings right. doing well, well, but not having Sean Murphy bunting out there might have been addition by subtraction to the max because they played Winfield in the slot more. They didn't get too cute with it, I thought. I thought Winfield was playable to play near the line of scrimmage. He got a ton of pressure as a pass yep. rusher in this game. He's a good tackler on the line of scrimmage. And Mike Edwards played deep, and he played well, and he played in the slot some, in the box some. And yep. having those three – path for the Bucks defense, maybe Kid can't do it every week, but there's just no question to me they're just a better unit when Mike Edwards is on the field.
1: There's no doubt about it. Nine tackles for Edwards today, nine and that huge wow. interception! That's in the crazy. End zone. I did not know that's going. Yeah. Nine he tackles led, led the Bucks with nine tackles. Was everywhere that's exceptional. in the slot, out deep, and certainly covered the ground. When uh, I think it was Devontae Smith who got open when Dean slipped down, and uh, and Edwards was Johnny on the spot right there to pick off the pass right at the front pylon in the end zone, and uh, that was that was a huge play in the second quarter for the Buccaneers to preserve that lead and keep the Eagles out of the end zone. So that was a, a tremendous play by Edwards, and I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, John. I mean, you and I are are not bashful when it comes to to our affection for Edwards as a player. This guy, is he's absolutely a playmaker, um, led the Bucs in interceptions this season despite not even being a full-time starter, but that's just yeah. the talent that he has. And keep in mind, he missed three games due to that suspension, right? How many more of the interceptions could, could he have gotten? And also, if you go back to that Colts game, right, he punched the ball out. Levante yeah. David recovered. That was a big turnover in that game. So Edwards is a big play waiting to happen and certainly was a huge factor today. John, I thought the safeties in general really yeah. played well today. The cornerbacks did. But, I mean, Jordan Whitehead, two tackles for loss. He was exceptional. It might have been the
0: best play this game, The secondary, has played together. Like the Agreed. starters yeah. together, right? I mean, Whitehead, like you said, tackles for loss. Carlton, they have dropped a couple picks, but a couple great plays in the ball too. When you look at it that way, Dean played a great game. I mean, all five of them were outstanding in this game. I mean, there was coverage everywhere and they, they hurts for a while until the late in the game, right. It was hard. I mean, he was having a hard time completing anything that wasn't just underneath. Um,
1: Yeah. And you know what, John, I loved what, what Todd Bowles did in this game. He, he decided to blitz up the middle late, right. When, when the game was already in doubt and, and the Eagles had to throw the ball, to try to get back in the game. That's when you saw the Devin White pressures up the middle. And to White's credit, he got three good hits on, on Hertz, including one pass breakup, and and had uh, five tackles for the game that Devin White played under control. It was it was a, a great performance by White, kind of what we had been missing over the past month or so with, with Levante David out, out of the action. But the blitz is early, John. I thought it was so key because you've got – your veteran outside linebackers, Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul, setting the edge. But then mm-hmm. those blitzes from the outside with Winfield and Dean, it's like setting another edge. It's it's like, you know, it's it's like when you've got a castle and you have a moat around the castle, then you're going to dig another moat around the castle so you no one can break into your castle, right? You're going to put some alligators yeah. in that moat. That's kind of what they did. They trapped Hurts so he couldn't scramble to the outside at all with mm-hmm. those blitzes. Winfield got him for one sack on one of those blitzes and almost got him again right before halftime. Mm-hmm. But it forced Hertz to scramble up the middle of the field into the Vita Vez, the Endama Casus, the Raheem Nunez Rochez, the Steve yeah. McClendon, who ended up with the sack, and then right into Levante David and in Devin White. I just thought it was a masterful play by Bowles to bring more blitzes from the outside to make sure that Hurts did not get to the perimeter and run for yards.
0: Yeah, for sure. It was, it was. A great game plan by Todd Bowles again. Fourth quarter, I thought he was crazy for continuing to blitz so much. I get the game is over; he was probably trying to end it in one play. Yeah, I think just like force a pick, get a sack, get a strip sack, and finish it. I think that short field, and then everybody gets their backups in. And maybe that was by design. But three quarters, man, being able to time up a couple blitzes here and there, but for the most part letting four rush or five rush at the most, and or dropping somebody out, drop Shaq Barrett out. Hertz just doesn't see the field that well. That's his biggest yeah. flaw right now. He doesn't process or see the field that quickly. It was his biggest struggle in college too. So when you can commit numbers to coverage and you got everybody facing the quarterback, they have they did play some man coverage honestly today in this one too. Yeah. everybody played great in man coverage. You know, Levante gave up the one catch, but he was in great coverage, great position on the play. Um, Devin White had good coverage on a, on yeah. a route down the field in man coverage. You just don't I haven't really seen Devin White in right. man coverage very often. No, you know, just as a group, it was just a great effort, Scott. The, the whole team just exceptionally well yeah. um, on defense. And it, it, it was crazy. Here's the craziest part, Scott. You and I have talked about this all year long. When they don't get pressure, the Bucks mm-hmm. usually suck as a defense. Like, But in right. this game early on, they didn't get a ton of pressure on Jalen Hurts, and he had a right. lot of time to throw, and they just kept on it in coverage. You know, They were right. sticky in coverage and made plays on the ball at the catch point all game long without committing penalties. It was just an exceptional game I thought by the back end of the defense yeah. even with the front four you know Shaq and JVB didn't win a lot today Scott that was the one no, they downside didn't. probably. problem
1: no, Shaq Barrett did not have a single tackle Lane Johnson owned him if we're being real I mean he yeah. absolutely like locked him down we talked about it in the pregame Shaq Barrett really struggles against those mammoth right tackle types the Ryan Ramchecks the Havensteins out there in in uh, Los Angeles and Lane Johnson locked him down but boy what a huge play by Shaq Barrett to come up with a big time interception to kind of halt any of that momentum that the the Eagles were were kind of getting a little bit you know and yeah. and uh you know the, the, that listen he made a big play even though he didn't make any plays as a pass rusher this is his third interception his second one of the season his third career pick yeah. his first one came out there in 2019 against the Rams so that's the one thing about Shaq Barrett is he's, he's a complete dude. I know it drives Buccaneer fans crazy. And sometimes a, us a little crazy, right. When, when we see these pass rushers dropping in yeah. coverage, but when he makes a play like that, you know, it's, it's, um, absolutely it, it's, totally it's okay.
0: Yeah. And one of the reasons he didn't have that many tackles was the Eagles only actually ran it with backs, I think like eight, nine times in the yeah. game. And, but yeah, no sacks. And I didn't see him get pressure that often. He did have right. a couple of good dips and Lane Johnson went out yeah. of the game later and, But they really looked like they were trying to contain the pocket. I mean, there was one play, and it was actually JPP, who was not good in this game either, was he let Hertz out of the pocket on the one big play the Eagles hit before the half, Scott? And he was in contain. He was just sitting there waiting for Hertz to break out. Then Hertz broke out, and he didn't get out and contain him. But on the other side, they were, you know, they really just wanted to make him condensed, and they believed their coverage could hold up. Yeah. Bulls trusted his guys, and he made the right call because they played outstanding in this game on the back
1: end. John, let, let's talk about what just happened real quick, right? With the 49ers beating the Cowboys in yes. Dallas. So
0: okay. the so the 49ers had the first down, and now they're calling him inches short. So it's fourth and inches. The first down would have ended the game. They could have knelt it down. Okay. Cowboys have no timeouts. There's a minute left in the game. San Francisco leads 23 to 17. It's fourth and inches for the Niners from the Dallas 38-yard line. So they're going for it on fourth and inches, it looks okay. like here. To finish the game, if they get this. The game is over with a minute left. They can just right. kneel it down and run the clock out. And so, if Dallas holds here, Dallas will have a chance with the ball and a minute left to drive down for a yep. touchdown. No timeouts. So
1: That's a it's, lot in the line here. This it's, is the game. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. This uh, is the, the game right here.
0: Anyway. We're and we'll tell see you J-
1: what happens.
0: <laughs> they're they're not going to. The good news is I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo will be throwing on this play which is already a win for the that's true
1: yes i mean if he does anything it should be a quarterback sneak right if you're going to get garoppolo involved in this game at this stage of the game it should be a quarterback sneak with with just an entry yeah
0: and i'm just thinking about this game scott and like you know i know Bucks fans don't necessarily care about this, but Cowboys I mean, Cowboys fans, Cowboys media, this is the best team we've had. Yeah. This is the best team we've had since the last Super Bowl team. It's a this home is the best game. chance they've got. Right. You've the, yeah. You get the third seed in the right. NFC, right? This is, this is a home game for, for Dallas. Yeah. Uh, and Nick Bosa's been out for the whole yeah. second half. And some yeah. of this – yeah, it's like you got to win this game. And the only reason they're even in it is because the 49ers beating themselves. Yep. And that's been exactly. the most surprising part of it. And here we go fourth and inches after the longest delay in review I think I've ever no seen. No kidding, right? <laughs> like, this is unbelievable. So, fourth and inches, the Cowboys defense trying to make a stand here to give the ball back to their offense. No, the clock is now running after the measurement. So, this clock is going to run down even further actually okay. before and that. The 49ers assignment.
1: are going to call it timeout. Now, the 49ers
0: so, will call it timeout. Right. So, 39 so the- seconds.
1: Just while we're waiting for the the action to resume, this is kind of what I'm getting at for this game. The reason why this is important, if the 49ers go on to win, uh, this sets up a a bit of a chain reaction here because the Buccaneers will play the winner of the Cardinals and Rams game on Monday night. This almost all but assures the Buccaneers will play on Sunday rather than Saturday in the next round of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Why is that important? Well I should say why why would that happen well because you said Sunday not Saturday well yeah if you think about it I don't see the NFL uh, allowing oh. the winner of that game on Monday night to, to have play to play Saturday. on Saturday it, right. it, it, you talk about like screaming Saturday bloody Saturdays. murder right yeah, so yeah. so this if the Buccaneers have to play uh, the the winner of the Monday night game it would be on Sunday if the 49ers, or I should say if the Cowboys somehow beat the, Buc- uh, beat the 49ers, they would play the Buccaneers. My guess, John, would be on Saturday because the, the winner of that Rams-Cardinals game will play on Sunday, whether it's the Packers or whether it's the Buccaneers.
0: And Jimmy got didn't. it, but the, the Niners just moved two people before the snap. That's going to be a flag. Oh, boy. And now they throw the flag. Oh, boy. Why did they throw <laughs> it that way? <late>? I don't <laughs> oh know. Goodness. How do you make that mistake?
1: Wow. Trent like- Williams, false start.
0: Yeah, it's but Trent was moved he was supposed Trent. to move in two of the tight end shifted, so we'll get docked for it, but wow. How do you not now have it's that fourth down? And You're six coming out from of, the of Dallas. like the longest stoppage of all time? Oh
1: my gosh, the Dallas 43, 40 seconds left. Cowboys without timeouts, but will they get the ball back? And, and and again, and so now what do you do here? This is why it's so important because if the Bucks are playing on Sunday, that's one more day for Tristan Wirf's ankle to rest. That's one more day for Leonard Fournette to possibly be back for the second round of the playoffs, the divisional round. So yeah. this, is, this is a big thing here for, for the Buccaneers. Yeah, is I, it is I, I, think, I think not only from a matchup standpoint, I think the Cowboys would present some real problems for the Buccaneers. I don't want to see Micah Parsons against Josh Wells on the regular. Yeah, but, but at the same time, it might be Aaron Donald against Josh. Once on the regular,
0: I think you're but, exactly right about that, Scott. You know, yeah, that that's a big part of this is the pass rush. You know, then Cowboys are going to get it with their own from their own twenty with 32 seconds left, no timeouts. They got to score yeah. a touchdown. So still going to be a tough one for them here. But look, we've seen things happen before. In the oh playoffs. yeah, <laughs> the 49ers yeah. got to play off. Hey, got to play deep. If you
1: remember the Saints and the Vikings the a couple, Vikings, couple of years yeah. ago, right? Stephon Diggs with the walk off yeah. touchdown. Yep. When Marcus Williams decided to throw a shoulder rather than wrap up digs after that catch. Right. So, so again, it's like uh, you've got, yeah, and this is a good point. Josh Wells got dinged up in the game, too. So you've got both right tackles for the Buccaneers dinged up. And I think even one more extra day of rest for Wirfs and Wells yep. Wells would, would help out. And I think this is all but certain that you're going to see Nick Leverett dress for the next game in case they need him at right tackle.
0: Right. And, and honestly, Wells didn't play very well. Um, and so you're right. going to see, you're going to see those guys up. Yeah. Wells didn't play well As lamb is hurt now on the sideline and he'll come out of the game after a 20 yard gain for the Cowboys gets him out to their own where are they at? 30, I forget 40, something like that. And so, yeah, I, I think um, that's going to be a big element to this too, Scott, is just how healthy yep. are the offensive line? What's Ryan Jensen's situation? Some people are like, right. oh, He came, went back into the game, so he must be fine. Not necessarily the case he may play, but what kind of condition is he going to be in? That's yep. a different story. At the 50-yard line,
1: you know, Dak Prescott with the, a short 10-yard pass to Tony Pollard runs out of bounds at the 50. So they've at least
0: got a chance for Hal Mary. 24
1: man. seconds left, yes. Yeah. So, Clips again, th- this is a big game, and, and we'll get to the bucks eagles uh, you know, game in, in a minute here, but this is worth keeping an eye on right. here in real life. time. Because this time.
0: determines a lot of who the Bucks' next opponent is going to be here. It does. If, if and, the Cowboys and, can pull this thing off, 18 seconds left.
1: And with, with, the, with the Rams and the Cardinals playing on Monday night, they're all but assured to be playing on Sunday. And if the Cowboys win, then I would suspect you're going to see the Cowboys and Bucks play on Saturday mm-hmm. as a result. And, then, and that, that could make a difference with some of these guys in their injuries. One more day, John, means everything. You even heard Levante David today after the game in the press conference. He was not cleared medically until Saturday afternoon to play in this game. Yeah, right. That's when he finally passed his final test to right. be able to 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 play in this game. Yeah. It's not Levante's decision if he plays. It's not Bruce Arians' decision. It's the trainer's decision. Right. So sometimes one more day is what's necessary, and we'll see if that makes a difference with Tristan Wirfs, with Josh Wells, with Leonard Fournette, some of these players that are that are banged up for the Buccaneers that Tampa Bay might need to face. Right see here so all right so they're
0: yeah second and one at their at the 41 yard line of the 49ers 14 seconds left 49ers just used a timeout because they were going to have too many men on the field yeah and so they didn't want to go with the free play so now with 14 seconds left dallas has got to be
1: hitting hillary now
0: all the cow with the 49ers have needed to do is make a tackle in bounds, and they've had a couple shots at it and have not been able to do it before the guy got out of bounds so yeah i mean cowboys have no ability to stop the clock outside of a spike and obviously they're going to need all the plays they can yep. here on out. So, yeah, we appreciate
1: everybody here joining us while this game is going on. We're yeah, trying to
0: see who the Bucks are playing in the next round. Yeah. While you're
1: here, <laughs> make sure that you're subscribing to Peter Report TV on YouTube. We're so close to seven thousand subscribers, thanks to everybody out there that has already subscribed. If you haven't subscribed yet, take the time to do so right now. Mm-hmm. We're just seconds away from finishing up our Eagles Bucks playoff coverage while we're Dak waiting just ran
0: up the middle of the field six seconds five seconds they're going to try to get it lined up but now they're going to only have one shot i don't i don't did think he, spike he spiked it in time i don't think the ball hit the ground in time
1: wow 17 that, yard that run game, to game the, should be over to the 24 yard there's line.
0: not a that ball did not hit the ground before that clock hit zero at least up on the are screen are they going to review it i'm sure they'll review it but that did not that spike did not happen. What a strange decision. A Dak wow. run up the middle of the field, got them closer to the 49ers 24. Yeah, But I mean, that basically killed game the Game over.
1: The game is over. That's game it. Over. The game and, is over. Wow. And
0: they're right about that. The game is yep. over. And so the 49ers win the game 23 to 17. An absolutely bizarre wow. play call. They're basically just lost the game for them. The ref has to be able to spot this ball. They don't take that into account to the Cowboys. That's the fact that like, that's still got to happen and that's out of their control. If they run the ball there, Scott. So they basically just left the game in their official's hands to try and catch up to the game. And in the official probably is doing what he can, but like, you got to be smarter than that. You can't leave the ball in their hands in that situation. So anyway, Cowboys lose. That fan breaks is going to be hard. for. Yeah. They really like oh this was their year and they don't even live in a playoff game.
1: Oh, that's Unbelievable. sad. But the sad 49ers the move on to so the
0: 49ers will play the Packers. And so now the Bucks yep. can turn their attention. They've got either the Rams or the Cardinals yep. who play on Monday night. So either way, it's right. going to be a day less of rest. So, so something to factor in there. Plus right. it's, it's night game, right? It's it's, not, it's a night, isn't it? Um, um, yeah, wait, it's 815 at night. Yeah. yeah so correct. So you're so they're. So it's a short week for whoever that is. No question yeah. about it. Uh, it's a
1: short week. And not just that you're talking about two West coast teams, John, one of those teams has got to fly all the way across the country. Yeah. Right. Good point. So uh, this, this is worst case scenario for, for one of those teams, whoever's going to advance to have to face the Buccaneers on a very short week. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's Monday. It's one thing to play Sunday night. It's is Monday night. So you're right. not going to get done. And especially if it's, this game is at Los Angeles, right? So, Let's say that the Cardinals win. They have to fly back to Arizona. That's going to consume a good, te- a good chunk of the day on Tuesday is the travel and sleep and the rest. You're going to have Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, three days to really prepare and practice. And one of those days has to be the player's day off, which is going to be Tuesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're flying across the country to play in a different time zone on what I'm guessing is Sunday. And it has to be Sunday because I just can't You're see the right. I can't You're see right, the right about
0: that. Yeah, that's but a good point. You're right there. about that.
1: So, so so and of course that benefits the Buccaneers because again, Wirfs, Wells, Fournette, anybody that's banged up right now, yeah, will have an extra day of rest because of that.
0: Something to think about. Um, the Rams are without some safeties right now. Jordan Fuller's out for the year, and I believe another safety's out for this upcoming game. So they signed Eric Weddle. He's playing yeah. now. He's supposed to he might start. I don't even know. He hasn't played football in two <laughs> yeah, years. No. So we'll see how he looks against Arizona. I think everybody would, if you, if, if box fans are honest, I mean, Sean McVays destroyed Todd Bolt. So they probably yeah. would rather face Arizona, I'm sure. Yeah. I care. Have they faced Arizona? They have not faced Arizona in 2019. Since the team, in, 2019. in
1: 2019, which I mean, was Kyler Murray's rookie, rookie season. Yeah. And it, it it came down to really a Jamel Dean interception, picked right. off Kyler Murray in that game. But, yeah, so uh, you not know, a that,
0: huge track record to go off. Murray's such a different player from then.
1: Oh, big time! Yes, and you didn't have Tom Brady at quarterback that year. He had Jameis Winston too. Yeah. So, yeah, so exactly. yes, uh, I I think Buccaneer fans will be wanting the Cardinals to win that game. The Cardinals. I think, think
0: do, the Rams are going to win though.
1: I think so, so yeah. too. I do too. But I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, maybe Matt Matthew Stafford has a Matthew Stafford type meltdown. He's had those before. He has not played nearly as great down the stretch as he did when the Bucks played them in uh, in Week yeah. Three. That's Sean true. Jackson is, is not on the team. Just Sean Jackson really cropped up the Buccaneers with a couple of mm-hmm. deep catches, including a big touchdown. Yep. So that's a different element right there for, for the Rams. But uh, I, I suspect, John, that you're going to have a ton of L.A. The L.A. market is going to be tuned in to Monday night football, right? The Phoenix and Arizona market is going to be tuned in. And I think the third largest market is going to be Tampa Bay tuning into tomorrow night's game. I know I'm going to be watching it. Just to see who the Buccaneers are going to play yep. in the next round of the playoffs at Raymond James Stadium.
0: Right. Oh, I'll be watching it for sure. And you know, Arizona has played better than than losing four or five, but losing four or five is losing four or five. It doesn't right. you don't get uh per, you know performance points or anything like that. It's the reality is you lost four or five games finished, and now you've got a team against the Rams that you lost to last time you played. And Aaron Donald had 14 pressures yeah. in one game, Scott, against the Cardinals <laughs> the last time he played them. This is, clear. You, you don't have to get cute. It's still going to be a challenge. The, right. the Bucs would obviously be in a better matchup when they face a team like Arizona, which has questions on their interior offensive line, even questions to tackle an unproven playoff quarterback at Kyler Murray, Andre Hopkins' injury. We don't know what his status will be moving forward or if he'll be able to come back if they right. make it to the divisional round. There's just no question you'd rather face them. Then Stafford yep. and Cup and OBJ and Higby and the offensive line is like the number one in pass protection outside of the Bucs. Yep. And there's just no and Aaron Donald. Like you'd obviously mm-hmm. rather face the Cardinals. We don't, you know, the Bucs are right. gonna say they don't care, but we the Cardinals pulling the upset would be huge for the Bucs. It would.
1: Now here's a crazy statistic when it comes to the Cardinals, right? So the Cardinals this year, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six losses. Okay. Five of those losses have come. At home, at home, John. This is the road team of all road teams this year. They've lost one road game. The that Cardinals. Was, the Cardinals. Wow. Guess where that that one road game was? Where? Detroit. They lost <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> That's it. They, hope, they have home was, lost, they have home. That was
0: through, brutal. Yeah.
1: To Green Bay, to Carolina, to the Rams, thirty to twenty-three back on December thirteenth. Yeah. That's the most recent meeting between those two teams.
0: So get them away from and home. Like the exactly,
1: they lost to the Colts at home on December twenty fifth, and they lost to Seattle in the last game of the season, thirty eight to thirty at home. They only have one loss on the road, and that was at Detroit. Otherwise, they're undefeated on the road this year with wins at Tennessee in the season opener, thirty eight to thirteen. They beat the Rams at L A, thirty seven to twenty in week four. That was right after the Buccaneers lost yeah, to the was Rams, that one,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Exactly. They beat the 49ers at uh, at home 17 to 10. Um and and then they they lost. Actually, they, they swept the 49ers. They beat the Panthers 31-17 later. So, you know, they've they've done a hell of a job on the road this year. They they had a road win at Seattle 23-13. Uh, so it's it's crazy, but the Cardinals are terrible at home this year but they are yeah. very good on the road. So that that may give them a little shot of confidence and the fact that they won at L.A. earlier in the season against Matthew Stafford and the Rams.
0: Road field advantage for the Cardinals. I road guess. field advantage. I like it. Yep. That's where we're at at this point. By the way, if you're wondering, wow, I, I've loved this day and Chiefs and Steelers are about to start and I'm looking for a place to lay down some money and win on some of these players' stat lines, You can do it over at Underdog Fantasy with the promo code Peter, P-E-W-T-E-R. They will double your first deposit right now up to $100. You can put that money in and go put down some money on some of these player stat lines over under for some of these players in tonight's game. You can double your first. You can win up to 20 times the amount of money. If you get a pick five right, You win up to 20 times the amount of money that you put in with Underdog Fantasy. So go over there. The app the interface is awesome. The app is great. You can download that for free. It's so easy to use, so easy to understand. I love it. The aesthetic is terrific. Uh, check out Underdog. It's fans. a fantastic app. It really is. Uh, get yourself some. Easy to use. Uh, to win today. Okay, let's talk a little bit, Scott, about uh, the what this game, how this game unfolded for the Bucks offensively. Love the approach. Thought they went out pass heavy. Yeah. They were clearly going after him. Brady just knew everything they were going to do, man. I mean, like we talked, yeah. I think on the live stream a lot, but Brady finished this game. I don't think he had an off target pass in the entire game, Scott. I mean, really, yeah. 29 to 37. The couple of passes that were incomplete were either dropped or they're right on the money, contested. Like, Rashad Perriman couldn't help come up with a tough one on the sideline, had one yeah. guy's hands, another one off his hands on a game. Tyler Johnson dropped one. Giovanni Bernard dropped one. I mean, it was a clinic by Brady. He was he just really was his own. The only time he struggled was when they put him in tough down distance. He got sacked in a couple of third downs and they. Yep. The offensive line was definitely not their best day. The injuries, I think, were definitely a part of that. Obviously, yeah, Josh Wells sure. was pretty rough, but he, other than that, offensively. yeah, It's still the same concerns, though, Scott. Like If this offensive line can't be a leader, if Worf's is banged up Jensen and they're not right. 100% or Wells is in there, and if the depth-wide receivers don't step up because they were okay. I mean, Tyler Johnson came back, made yeah. two catches, I think, in this game. But correct. You, you know, he's the reason they're off the field on an early third down against a better team that's a game-changing yeah. play. Those are the guys who are the concern moving forward. Perryman's got to be better than this yeah. uh, moving forward. But honestly, Mike Evans was so good today, Scott. It just didn't matter.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mike Evans, it, it's it's almost like like you could rewind the clock to 2015 and 2016 where where Mike Evans was the offense. I mean, that, that's the that's the thing. Mike Evans has to play great from here on out. And the thing is, is when you look at, at – Evans, over the last couple of years, certainly last year and into this year as well, he's been so selfless of a player. You hear Brady and Arians and everybody talk about it. It it doesn't matter if Mike has one catch or nine, if he has 117 yards or 11 yards, if he has a touchdown or, or no touchdowns at all. The thing is, they're going to need those 100-yard games from Evans going forward. He's going to have to play like this week in and week out all the way through the Super Bowl if they make it that far. And the good news is he's capable of doing this. He's capable of dominating. He tore up the Packers in the first quarter of that game in the NFC Championship game. And against the the Washington football team in the first round of the playoffs, the wild card round, John, Mm -hmm. uh, he came through with 100 yards. And we didn't even know. If he was going to play in that game last year because he tweaked his knee in the end zone after getting his 1,000 yards right. against the Falcons, this guy's mental and physical toughness is just sensational. And I think that that he's, he's so used to being the focal point of the offense early in his career. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, I think because of his selfless nature, he loves the fact that he's got a Chris Godwin who emerged – you know, really in 2018, his rookie season, Godwin wasn't Chris Godwin, but Chris Godwin mm-hmm. became Chris Godwin in 2018, 2019, and, and into this season. And then, of course, the addition of Gronk, a real playmaker at tight end. Right. It's taken some pressure off Mike Evans. He doesn't As. mind sharing the load, but he's got that experience to fall back on. The fact that he yeah. was the focal point of the passing game with Jameis Winston. But what he's seeing now, John, is smarter throws by Mike Evans, or I should say by, by Tom Brady yeah. to Mike Evans, rather than the jump balls that can get that, picked off if they're not accurate throws like we saw yeah. so
0: many times from Jameis Winston. The deep play touchdown was just such a good throw. Going across it the was. field like that, oh, engaging his yeah. speed, it was just a perfect throw, hit him in stride. But Evans, after this game, was absolutely hilarious. Just a terrific interview after the game he said they said you know Greg. i think asked him what do you think about your performance despite you know all the guys that were out and hurt and what do you think about your production he said i did decent there's a couple other plays i could have been better at perimeter blocking that effing touchdown i could (laughs) have had and he said the word (laughs) in the first half but i did a solid job i was waiting for this moment whenever the ball comes my way i try to make a play and he just went on the the whole thing you know they just asked him a couple questions about and every question was just like and he was 100% honest. Like he was just yeah. like, yeah, I should have probably had it. He had 10 targets. He caught nine of them in this game. Right. Like this guy, the only one he didn't catch. I mean, he's right. He could have made a play on that touchdown. Right. It was a perfect ball from Brady, but that's a tough catch. Yeah, He was just insane. Nine catches, 117 yards. Did everything the team asked him to really um, yeah. was terrific. And he'll need yeah. to be moving forward, too. The test will get harder than this. He said it today, you know. I would have liked to see more man coverage. I'm sure that he would, but the rest of the receivers would not. He was
1: asked which team he wants to play in the next round, and he says, whoever plays the most man coverage, please. That's right.
0: And Dallas is out now, so I don't know that he's going to get that wish. Because We'll see how much the Rams do. They'll do a sum, I'm sure. But It's funny because he wants that, but I don't know that that's the best thing for the rest of the guys on the team, for sure. Matt, you're out here with us, and uh, you were watching this game as well, Matt, and seeing Mike Evans do what he does. He really put the team on his back today. I thought we'd see a bigger game from Gronk. Gronk played great when he was targeted. He just wasn't uh, as big a part of the passing attack as I thought he would be. Instead, a lot of it was Evans. They get, move him around. They get two big plays to him from the slot. He was just outstanding in this game.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I love, too, that you know Mike drops the F-bomb, and he, he and he's mad. One, because he didn't make the catch. But two, yeah. the first thing he said was, yeah, I could have done a better job blocking. And we know Bruce Arians blocking the perimeter. <laughs> he loves a blocking wide receiver. It. And it's like, yeah. that's the first thing he thinks of, but yeah. yeah, I mean, we, we spoke about it before the game. Um, you knew that Mike Evans and Gronk had to be the top two elite guys. And you know, Gronk was solid five receptions, 31 <laughs> yards and had the touchdown where he was wide open, where any three of us could have made that catch. Um, but Mike, well, you not, know, not me. I,
1: I've got bad hands.
2: Well, you got, you got the bad finger from blocking the punt. I do so, have the bad finger. From yeah. Blocking the punt. That's a fact. <laughs> um, yeah, but Mike again, the expectations were all on him and he surpassed it with flying colors. And it wasn't just that he, you know, he put up the stats of nine receptions, 117 yards and a touchdown. The way that he was making plays I thought was was very intriguing. It wasn't just the downfield type of stuff. Like he was catching screen passes. I was like, "Oh, yes. Mike Evans like, you know, trying to make moves downfield." Uh, my favorite catch, obviously the touchdown was insane. And I didn't even know Mike had that in him to flip into the end zone. Like I know There's he's a very athletic there, yes. guy and he could jump high, but yeah. to stay in bounds and then decide to flip after was great. But I love the third down. He was the re- reception that he made uh, where he dove across the field yes. and he caught it about like the three yard line. That was probably mm-hmm. my favorite play from Mike Evans in the whole game. But yeah, he was an absolute monster. He dominated out there. They needed him to dominate and you no, know, he brought it today. And yeah, that's a great sign moving forward that more than anything else, they're gonna get Mike involved in different ways. They're not just gonna use him down the field, yeah. what we're used to, but they need Mike in different ways. And this was a good sign to start out the playoffs.
1: Right. John and, and Matt, we're we're getting a lot of questions about Tristan Wirf's ankle. And and as I said at the beginning of the show, you can take it as a good sign that Wirfs was able to at least go back in the game and give it a try. I, I think hope it rolled
0: he, out significant damage.
1: Yeah, exactly. At the same time though, that ankle is going to swell through the nights and he's going to get treatment for it, obviously, but, but it's going to be a lot worse tomorrow than it was at any point today. Mm -hmm. And so that that's the biggest concern is how much can they get the swelling down during the week? How much mobility is he going to have as the week goes on? That's going to be the thing. Um,
0: it should we, be noted that Tristan works missed the first snap of his career today. He has yeah, never come yeah, out of a game, insane. even a game that was a blowout because they don't yeah. have, you only have eight linemen and he he and Kappa got to stay in. So he's now is right. the only guy that's played every snap for the Bucs this season. But yeah, he is he does not come out yeah. of an NFL game until today. So still in the regular season he hasn't, but
1: yeah. Season, and, and kudos to Ryan Jensen. I mean, he was unbelievable. In serious pain. That is one tough SOB right there. You know, and I am not saying Tristan works isn't because not all ankle injuries are, oh, right, are the right, same. Right. But, man, Ryan Jensen was in some serious pain. He got his leg rolled up on by Donovan Smith, who got blocked uh, on, on the goal line play. And and Jensen, uh, I, I, I was in the Peter Report group text. I was texting JC at the stadium. You know, who's who's taking those reps on the sidelines? Who's snapping to Brady on the sidelines mm-hmm. while the defense was on the field? Is it Hainsey? Are they going to put Hainsey out there? Is it Marpet? Mar- Are they going to move Marpet over to center and then put Stinney in? And we never got the answer. What was her answer? Nobody, because Ryan <laughs> Jensen was going back in. So that guy is just he an absolute
0: stud. Yeah. yeah, no question. I got to say this, though. We got to get straight on this. I need everybody to hear me. So if you're listening to the show, listen to me, please. Bruce Arians does not decide who goes back in the game right. when they're injured. He doesn't decide it. He has no say in the Tristan Wirfs. When the doctors tell him Tristan Wirfs has been cleared, he feels good, he's ready to give it another shot, he says, okay. When he sees that he's not good, then you take him out. And he did after the three plays. And I'm not saying the the doctors didn't screw up. I'm just saying Tristan Wirfs was not put back into the game by Bruce Arians. I don't know how many responsibilities you think. A coach has on the sideline. Yes, yeah. I think it's great that, that once he saw it, he got him out. That Then it becomes his responsibility. Yeah. Once you see it, you know he can't go get him out and keep him out, and they did. But up until that point, he is managing the football game. Like he is yep. not evaluating injuries and watching players go through warm ups and looking at their x rays. And like he has right. none of that stuff. He goes solely off of what doctors tell him on the sideline. If they tell him a guy can go and a guy can play, he plays them yep. and they go back in the game. It's that simple. And it works right. as a part of that decision, too. He obviously wanted to try and go. Right. That's how it works. So anybody blaming Arians for that is just yep. wrong. He does nothing to not that decision.
1: It's not Harold Goodwin. It's not Byron Leftwich. It's not Joe Gilbert. It is the trainer
0: and the player. That's That's the conversation right right there. And if you want to blame them, okay, it's too far distance for me to blame them. If they kept them in the game, yeah, I'd be blaming everybody. They didn't. Different situation with the starters staying in as long as they did. That is Bruzerian's decision to say, okay, we're taking starters out now. That to me was foolish. I agree with everybody who's saying that. But I right. need to color the distinction for people. That's a great Bruce point, Arians John. is not watching to see if players are healthy enough to come back in the right. game. He has a staff for that. They just tell him and he says, okay. He can't right. do all of those things. Yeah, he's got side. a whole it's he's anybody. got a whole
2: team to worry about, right. not like right. monitoring Tristan Worth on the sideline while the sure. defense is on the field and he's got a You know on what?
1: The, the trainer, the head trainer, or the the assistant, one of those two is responsible for going over to Arians and letting them know what the status of the players is that, that are injured as well as the coordinators, right? Because they got to know, like, who am, I, who am I putting in this next series or this next package on defense or whatever, right? So that's what that's where the trainer informs the coach. The coach has nothing to do with that. You're right, John. Right. Uh, John, I want to get your thoughts on this because you and I talked at halftime. And, Matt, I'll get this off the screen so we can see you. I'll read it quickly. From Nathaniel Pitts, my only question for the night, as I sip a new blueberry pomegranate Celsius, he's a no choice. Flavor. Why can't Keyshawn Vaughn break a tackle? And when he's not trying to avoid tackles, why does he have his teammates tackle him for him? So I thought Vaughn <laughs> I played pretty well. I said it at halftime. He had a 17-yard run, 17-yard run to start the game. But, John, he didn't do much after that, right? I mean, I know that the, the Eagles were keying on him in the second half, and they're trying to run the the clock out and preserve that lead. But your yeah. thoughts on Madden and John, your thoughts on Keyshawn Vaughn?
0: I don't think it's all his fault. I think he's did fine. He did break a couple tackles. He's he made the most of a couple runs. I think his vision's pretty good. He's just ordinary when it comes to tools, you know, physical strength and, and balance, you know, agility, balance, things like that. I think he's okay balance wise. I mean, I think a couple tacklers bounced off of him today, but when you've got no burst, it makes everything harder. And yeah. the Bucs, you know, he might have more bursts than Leonard, or but in general, Giovanni Bernard's the only guy you watch run, and you're like, Wow, like he got away from a guy. Wow, he right. got through an opening quick. And you could see that today. I thought today was some vindication for like the whole Giovanni Bernard should be running the football more. It makes no sense yeah. that Giovanni Bernard is not running the football more than he is in this game. 13 carries, 44 yards. He right. lost, you know, a bunch on that one of that carries at the end of the game, obviously. Mm-hmm. But overall in this game, I thought that he ran the ball better than other better than the other guys did. He yeah. showed a little bit of that burst. But still, offensive line, you just got to be way better. They got to block better. Josh Josh Wells was a big part of him. He left he let up penetration on several runs. Yeah. That's a big concern. He's almost more of a concern in that way than he is in right. the pass game if uh, he does have to play.
1: Yeah. And speaking right. of, of treaters, super chat here. And Matt, I'll, I'll, I'll get your thoughts on Vaughn in just a second. Godwin was sprinting on the sidelines with an ACL tear.
0: That's not so, unusual. That is a part of testing all. for Correct. ACLs. Yeah. That's not unusual. I know yep. people say that because they don't understand, but it's a good right. reason why staying out of these discussions is a good idea if yeah. you're not informed about these things because it's, yeah, it's not, that's not a, it's something that – he wasn't sprinting, by the way. He was just jogging, but right. it's part of the testing process for that. He's not the only player to do it. He won't be the last. Yep.
1: And, and the thing, too, is is with Godwin, and you'll see the trainers, they'll sit there and they'll look at the knee and they'll kind of feel around and they'll do those, those tests with the knee, and that's why the initial prognosis – and if you remember, the national media was reporting that Godwin had an MCL sprain. It wasn't until they got the MRI right. the yes. next day that it revealed the ACL tear. So they were operating right. under the premise – that it was an MCL injury. Godwin walked off the field gingerly and was sprinting on the sidelines because he could, right? Right.
0: Yep, absolutely. No question about it. That you know. Again, if you want to say something about team doctors or whatever, I'm just going to need a longer track record. I'm going to need clearer examples. I'm not going to have, I have no vantage point there and I nor do I have medical expertise to be able to comment on it. I think these kind of things happen with every team and every game and you just notice it because it's your fan base. But did they, was it good they got worse out of there? Yes, that was important. They got him out of there. There was no reason for that. And maybe they made a mistake putting him in. I don't, I'm not saying they didn't. It sure looked like he was not able to go, and you would think they would have been able to tell that a little bit by the sideline. But sometimes the contact reveals that, obviously. We've never yep. seen him get run through for a sack like he was right. on that <laughs> yeah. play. And so that's a pretty clear indication yep. that you're not right. So You can they put did an get asterisk
1: by out. the sack that, that, Trist, yeah. that Tristan works gave up there. That's an asterisk. Right. Yeah, line. that doesn't count. That's like right. – yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's a that's, <laughs> that's gotta a, go by right the wayside. Hey, but Josh clearly, Wells
0: gave up a worse one at full health yeah. a couple of yeah. there.
2: So. and like clearly, once he was back in the game, I think everyone watching noticed like right away it's like, okay, as soon as not that you ever want to go three now, but it's like, all right, like just get get the offense off the field, get Tristan Worf's off the field because this is, yeah. you know, clearly an issue. And then it, just as far as the Keyshawn Vaughn, I actually he, he's a pretty straightforward runner, and I actually kind of like I, I enjoy the fact that he just. He sees the hole and he just hits it right away. And he's moving forward and up the field where Leonard Fournette, he breaks a lot of tackles and he makes a lot of great plays. And which is, that's why Bucks teammates and fans and everyone love him. But the one knock on Leonard Fournette, as far as a runner was that he dances a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. Hey man, just pick the hole or just get going. It kind of takes him a little bit longer than you would want. Keyshawn Vaughn, he's just following his blockers. And like Mm -hmm. you said, John, it's on the offensive line for when they weren't really getting the ground game going. But he just follows his blockers. He hits the hole right away, and I kind of enjoy that because we haven't seen that as much with with Bucks running back. So I think right. he's solid, you know, in his role. Obviously, when Leonard Fournette comes back, he'll be the number one guy. But yeah, yeah right. as a backup, I don't think you could really complain about what no. he did.
0: You're right, I agree with you. And uh, now I think it's just the result of the product of what the offense is doing. And guess what? If we're talking about ballers, we got to talk about our friends over at Pinchasers. Pinchasers.net, where you can figure out the times of Pinchasers to go take your family for some bowling, some food, and some fun. Matt, you've been out there. You know what Pinchasers is all about, and you know, I know you know about the all-you-can-eat pizza night they got out there.
2: Yeah, every Tuesday is all-you-can-eat pizza, I believe, after 9 p.m. Great. They have deals like every single night. Thursday, it's all-you-can-bowl after 9 p.m. and $1 Miller Lights um it's just again deals every single day so it's great to bring the family out great to go out for a night with the friends the uh the, the grill is fantastic you can get breakfast food um their food is very underrated in general um i'm a big fan of it they bring it right to your table too you don't even have to like go up and order they got servers that come by and you can just order for them right there so it's a really fun time at Pinchasers. The owner is a huge Bucs fan, has season tickets, so you know he's happy right now. So you're supporting a fellow Bucks fan by going to Pinchasers.
0: Yeah, no question about it. Pinchasers is awesome. You can bring the family out there, have some great time, great food, great fun at the bowling lanes as well. All right, let's talk about this Bucs offense a little bit more. We barely mentioned it, and we'll get to game ball. Actually, we need to get to game balls. Let's get to game balls, and we'll talk about it in the context of game balls. Let's do our game ball. I don't know if anybody else is joining. I don't hold know on, if we're going to get Jason.
1: We've we got some breaking news on two oh. fronts. Okay. Breaking news on two fronts. We are now officially 10 subscribers away from 7,000 on our YouTube channel. Make sure you're one of those 10 that helps us cross the finish line to get to 7,000 subscribers on Peter Report TV. And make sure if you're watching this broadcast live or if you're watching the podcast version on YouTube, Peter Report TV, that you're hitting the like button. That helps our algorithm, helps us get in front of more Buccaneer fans so we can give them the education, the entertainment, the information that the Peter Report podcast shows provide. The other bit of breaking news is live from Kansas City. The Steelers and the Chiefs are about to kick off, and one of my oh, favorite coaches. off. off. Okay, <laughs> well, one of my favorite coaches, Mike Tomlin, was asked about his message before the team took the field, and he said, "Don't blink. If you're a blinker, cut your eyelids off. This is not for the faint of heart." So I don't know if he was <laughs> he was telling that to his players to expect a massacre at arrowhead or if they're going to shock the world tonight and beat the kansas city chiefs in one of the toughest venues to play think which is it's Arrowhead. The
0: second one but <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey, hey they got to three it out on their first That's right, first yeah. offense too and first defense so they got yep. the ball oh, so we'll man. see what happens but no question about it they've got their work cut out for them tonight i think but all bucks fans should be pulling for the steelers right I mean, one less good AFC yeah. team to worry about if you do get to the Super Bowl, right?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess sure. you can leave yeah. it that way. Although they took care of the Chiefs last year, thirty one to nine right? Super
0: Bowl. Right. But would you rather play the Titans or the Chiefs if you're I'd the, rather Bucks, rather you play, to the Super Bowl? I'd rather play the Titans,
2: I think. Rather, rather. Yeah, I'd <laughs> much play. rather play the Titans. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> or the Bengals no yeah. Derek I'd any. rather face them yeah. than Mahomes. I'm not saying those guys are good, but I'm just
2: Right, saying. right. Right, look at that. About
0: it. All right, let's do these Manscape game balls. JC and Casey—they're—they right, were at the stadium today. They're—they're they're tired. They're not coming. They're yep. not showing up to this. Game. That's just a show. You got the game reads, Scott. You got—I I know you're read. always excited for this part of the. week.
1: Well, it's not just me who's excited, John. I think everyone listening is it's,
0: excited. Right, the fans I mean, are is, clamoring for this. Yeah, week. yeah,
1: this is this is the the manscaped read, and I've got new copy here which I've not read yet. So there's a good oh. chance I'll be laughing along with you guys. As as we we find out exactly what Manscaped has us promote this week. And the great thing about this is Manscaped, you know, they got this special offer, 20% off, free shipping, using the promo code Pewter20. So that's that's what you got to do. You got to make sure that you use the promo code Pewter20, folks. So hang on. Here we go. All right. There's nothing like the NFL playoffs, move over Bills Mafia. It's time for Balls Mafia with our sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. That's tremendous. That's great copy.
0: Oh, my God. Balls Mafia. Oh, my God. How can I do this right now?
1: They're they're here to remind you that the recipe for success in the playoffs is to protect your franchise quarter balls. The road to the Super Bowl is never easy, but the road to your Super Bowls is a few clicks away. Take the Lambo leap and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Men like John Ledyard, Matt Matera, J.C. Allen, and Scott Reynolds with our exclusive offer. Go to Manscaped.com and use the promo code Pewter20 for 20% off and shipping. Now this year, take your package to the next level with the Performance Package 4.0. And their brand new ultra-premium body wash 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner. That's just one of the things that you can get along with the Performance Package 4.0. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you're going to find the signature lawnmower 4.0. This is the electric trimmer Mm -hmm. that's designed to trim the hair on loose skin. The advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. It also comes with the 4000k LED spotlight which I need cuz my vision's going at age 49. This is very important. Make sure you use the light when you're using manscapes. It helps. This package can change the way you approach prepping your field before the big game. The grooming routine is not complete without the crop reviver and the crop preserver. These new formulations oh, here those are
0: clutch. They are clutch, John. Let me John. tell you.
1: They take care of the smelliest part of your body, which is your ball sack. And they are a big boost to your confidence into the new year to complete the manscape set. They've also thrown in the Shed Travel Bag. This is one of the quality items that you're going to get to hold all of your Manscaped gear, as well as the performance boxer briefs, John. Uh, these anti-chaping boxer briefs. Wearing uh, them right
0: now. Got to wear them for every Bucks game.
1: Me too. That's what I do. It's, it's part yeah, of my Sunday it's the routine. Luck. I, I, I put them on. I didn't and even know we
0: had that same routine. Now it's kind of weird. but
1: <laughs> it, here we It's are. a little weird, but I mean, it's the manscaped I'm fine with it. Kind of weird too. So, uh, but listen, you get all of this stuff, and the new product that needs no introduction—the ultra, the ultra premium body wash for manscaped—it solves all three of your needs. It's a perfect addition to your your daily grooming routine in the shower by using manscaped's. Uh, Promo code, which is Pewter20. Go to manscaped.com, save 20% off, get the free shipping with promo code Pewter20. And uh, we do have some more of these awesome Pewter Report shirts. We've been giving these away all year long. They've been going uh, like hotcakes. You can get the white. We also have them in Pewter. We have them in black. And the way to get these Pewter Report T-shirts, you can email me your receipt. When you use the promo code 20, Pewter20, you're going to get a receipt emailed to you from Manscaped. And when you do, you're going to forward that to me at srputerreport.com. When you forward that email uh, to me, it's got your shipping information, which I need to send you the shirt for free. It does not have your financial information, which I don't need, don't want. So make sure you forward that to me. Tell me, do you want white, black, or pewter? And what size? And we'll send that shirt to you. And uh, we, we need about five more of these. We're, we're kind of in a bit of a contest here. So we need five people out there to to take advantage of this order, use the promo code pewter20 and order Manscaped before the end of the month. You've heard us talk about it. We've done it all season long. If you have not taken advantage and become a Manscaped member, make today the day. And you will say, holy smokes, Reynolds was right. It should have been doing this all along. So make sure you place your order. Use the promo code pewter20 to save 20% off and get free shipping. Manscaped.com.
0: I I'll stand on the table for that product. It's a great yep. product. No question about it. Um, okay. Let's get to these manscaped game balls. By the way, Casey has texted in her game balls for okay. today, we'll take and them. she's stealing my offensive one and my defensive one. So classic Casey okay. cut, cut to the front of the line here and stealing both of my choices. <laughs> Scotty Miller is their game ball for, I guess, special teams and offense and Mike Edwards. And let me just say this about Mike. We've talked about the Mike Edwards play. Great play. Just the nine tackles in general. I think that's going to be a popular choice amongst us. But the Scotty Miller two plays from today, guys. The the gun the play is a gunner, a guy that had played three games as a gunner this season has not yeah. been a gunner in his career. Bruce Arians openly said he had serious doubts about Scotty yeah. Miller being a gunner because of his size. Miller has just continued to work. Not it was, wasn't the only play either. He won like right. every single rep as a gunner. Yes. He was down there so fast. When you're down there that fast, you're going to force all these fair catches. It's not even going to matter that much that you right. don't tackle that well. And honestly, yeah. tackled fine when he had this opportunity and was able to mess Rager up here. as Rager couldn't field that one cleanly. Yep. Forced the fumble. This changed the whole game. And then he gets the nine-yard end around, and he goes down in bounds. Yes. He's engaged. Play. Special teams. He's engaged on offense. He's not even getting reception. He did catch a pass today but on right. his only target. He's not even been involved in the offense as a receiver that much, but he had a rushing touchdown last week in the regular season finale. This is what a pro is, guys. A pro is somebody yep. who loses their opportunity like this, stays mentally engaged, stays physically engaged, works hard to get back from rehab, works hard to get back to 100%, goes in as a gunner in a playoff game when your team needs it, when they when they need you to step up in that environment, makes a play, makes a play on offense, gets a first down, falls his blocking, patient, gets down and yep. bounds. That's a pro, man. Scotty Miller's a pro. You, you yep. say what you want about what his ceiling's going to be in the NFL. That's a guy you love to have on your team.
2: No doubt about it. Absolutely. Are becoming a thing.
0: What's
2: that? Well, <laughs> Scotty is becoming a thing.
0: That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it is. All right, Matt, you want to give us your game, Balls Offensive Defense?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, offensively, I know we talked about Mike Evans a lot. He was the number one guy. But uh, for me, Giovanni Bernard, this game that he had uh, 44 yard, rushing yards and a touchdown, 39 receiving yards, this is what we expected when the Bucks signed Giovanni Bernard. I talked earlier on the pregame show about how the Bucks are going to need a third option, a third weapon outside of Mike Evans and right. Gronk. And Giovanni Bernard was one of the guys that really stepped up. Uh, good in the screen game, obviously, as always. Uh, made some plays going up the field showed that he can still do it as a runner, even though he doesn't get a ton of opportunities. And obviously he was out for a very long time, but I thought Giovanni Bernard stepped up when the bucks really needed a third option and uh, he did a good job. So I'm picking him for the offense on defense, Scott, you said it before, and I could not agree with you more that just the entire safeties group was great. And I really think a lot of times when you see these turnovers and splash plays that the, uh, that the defense is getting a lot of times it's the safeties that are the catalyst for, getting these turnovers. So um, this guy went a little under the radar just because of like what Mike Edwards did and Shaq Barrett's big day, but Antoine Winfield jr. I really think I, he had a sack in the game. He had five tackles and a tackle for a loss. I love when he's up the line of scrimmage. It seems like yeah. every time he blitzes, he gets home. Um, he's so solid. You don't have to really worry about him at all. Um, I just, I really enjoy his game. I think he's super beneficial to the defense when he's out there. Cause he'd be utilized in so many different ways. And, um, yeah, he got things rolling with that sack, and I thought he had a really good game. So he's my uh, defensive game ball.
1: Yeah, yeah question. That's, that's some good choices right there. Um, John, do you want to give your game ball, or to you want to defer
0: to me? The coin toss well... is yours. I am gonna I'm gonna take it, I think at this point. Okay, I am um, Tom Brady's my offensive game ball. I have great choices, by the way. My Mike Evans is obviously I'm leaving for you, Scott, because I know you want that. So I'm, I'm being Thank kind you. in that. Thank you, kind Brady was just so good today, and nobody's yeah. gonna talk about it because it wasn't you know like the last game where it was like you know, 10 throws down 20 yards down the more down the field. You yeah. heard Gronk at the end of the game. You heard us all week, I'm sure, previewing this game. Eagles don't give up big completions down the field. They don't let you get yeah. there, but they'll let you live underneath. So Brady just took everything underneath, was only derailed in the first half. I think mean, five incompletions in the first half. Four of them were drops. And I mean, yeah. he just took, he just shredded them. Sure, absolutely shredded them. Yeah. It was it was no contest for Brady at all in terms of being able to get the ball out quickly, accurately to receivers. John I missed I, a throw I, in the whole game. He was just. I, I uh, forgot just what said
1: exactly, but it was something to the effect of: "Once he figures you out, man, yeah. like it's over. Like, right. He's going <laughs> to he eat you alive." He figured he the Eagles out live. before yeah. the yeah.
0: he figured the Eagles out before the first snap. So did, it was just yes. it was curtains. Um, yeah. You know, once really his guys remembered they could catch, it was it was a wrap pretty quickly for the Eagles defense. Yeah. They just had no answer for Brady, and I thought there would be way more man than there was from the Eagles. There was some, but yeah. it wasn't as much as I thought there would be I, Again, I just thought you're going to challenge these receivers. It gets very interesting, by the way. Let me just touch on this, Scott, because I know people – I think fans will be interested Mm -hmm. in this. Going into now whoever they play, the Rams or the Cardinals, people need to understand the Rams with their top three corners this season, the top four corners, none of them have played – none of their top three corners have even played 17% of their snaps in man coverage this season. This Mm -hmm. is about as low a man coverage team with Jalen Ramsey. Right. about as low a true man coverage team as you'll see. Now, there may be some pattern matching. You pick up guys in zone, and yeah. you're a pretty aggressive man in the way that you match. Yeah. And he, those he, even Mike,
1: Mike Evans even said that, that Darius Slade did a little bit of that today, right?
0: Yes, correct. Yeah, Darius Slade would follow him, but it would be zone coverage on that right. side of the field. So right. just. If Evans stayed in that area, Slay would have him. But if he didn't, then he would leave, you know, and Slay right. doesn't go inside. And so yeah. You saw Evans just absolutely break off of Ante Maddox on two different routes. It's yeah. sensational stuff. He's such a good route runner. It's such an underrated part of his game. But, yeah, the Eagles, I mean, I mean, the Rams you're talking about, almost the bottom of the league, very high, cover three, cover four, cover six defense, very low two-man, very low cover two zone, very low, like almost no cover two zone and pretty low cover one. I mean, about half the league rate. So they are, again, we're talking about almost no man coverage from a team like the Rams if they were to be victorious. And then on the other side of things, Arizona, right? That's the other potential yeah. matchup here. Arizona is more man coverage, but still you're not even talking about none of their top corners. Right. Are, nobody follows. No, they don't have a corner like that on this team. It's Marco Wilson, Robert Alford, and yeah. Byron Murphy. No more
1: Patrick Peterson, that's for no sure. No more
0: Patrick <laughs> Peterson. Yeah, those days are over for them. Him and yeah. his prime. And they're not even – none of those corners are even 30% of the time. Yeah. Are they? Made. So you were talking about two zone-heavy teams yeah. in this next matchup. That will be the way the game is played. Now, there's a lot of differences to zone. It's not that static, but I just want to give people that example. Yeah. Defensive game ball that I'll mention here. Um, I had it in my head. Oh, thought Winfield was fantastic. The sack was a big play in this game. Edwards, obviously, it should be everybody's game yeah. ball probably. But um, actually, you know what? I'm going to leave Winfield. I'm going to go with Devin White because I've been hard on him. I think rightfully so, there absolutely deservedly. Devin. But he played well, and I want to make what sure I give the opportunity to be fair and balanced. Yeah, And Devin played well in the beginning of this game. Really sure he was out the first three quarters. He was great. He flew around. He was good in coverage. He made tackles out on the perimeter. He finished in space. I thought it was Devin White at his best in the playoffs. It's what they needed. I told yeah. you guys, even after a couple of the rough plays the other week, there were flashes that he was maybe going to get there. Yeah. He, was, he made some good plays last week. There were he two was really good as plays. a
1: blitzer in the second half. I mean, he had yeah. three quarterback hits right at the middle. He played that's he that's played when, when Bowles decided to, to blitz right up the middle when the score was a little out, out of hand. I think uh, I agree with you, John. Like he was trying to go for the jugular, try to get that that nail in the coffin with those white blitzes. And I think for the most part, they were successful.
0: Yeah, and Rich so, Cornelius says we hit 7K, by the way. Let's go. Okay. So that's, uh, that's, that's awesome. exciting stuff. If Rich is right here, we appreciate the congratulations. Yeah they're rich for sure um but yeah this is that's exciting man seven and yes. we got we got from six to seven in like this month, really quickly basically. something like that it was like yeah, yeah six weeks maybe and so yeah really good stuff obviously uh y'all awesome. are great man y'all are truly the best there's no question about it and so uh what's your game ball scott tell okay them, well tell us. so my game ball is uh, you know
1: <clears throat> the first name is mike okay the last name is Evans. We're going to go with Mike Evans because I have been following this guy every second of his career since his first-round draft pick in 2014. I saw this version of Mike Evans a long time ago. A lot of Buccaneer fans that remember that certainly did. I mean, this this guy was the passing game. He was the offense for so long. So now that they need him to kind of resume that role and he even kind of out-targeted and outshone Gronkowski today, that might not be the case every week. From here on out but certainly was the case today this guy stands and delivers and he he just made big play after big play first downs and a touchdown so uh he definitely gets my my game ball on the offensive side now the defensive side of the ball uh his first name is mike and it's mike edwards mike edwards so we're gonna go double mike mike squared whatever you want to call it you and i john we've been on this guy since he was drafted by the bucks at a kentucky Right. And I remember Jason Light saying, you know, there was a lot of Wildcats that, that year that came out in the draft. And Jason Light said, We brought a lot of these guys into the building, and we asked him, if you could take one of your Wildcat teammates with you to play in the NFL, who would it be? The answer was not first round pick, all SEC, all American Josh Allen, the pass rusher. Their answer unanimously was actually Mike Edwards, who was a team captain at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And we kind of see why this guy is a big play waiting to happen and came up with a huge interception, bailed out Jamel Dean who played a great game. It's just that, that Dean fell down on that play, but it saved the touchdown. Then he finished with nine tackles, was really stout against the run, was making tackles downfield in, in coverage. And I just thought that, that, that Edwards played a phenomenal game and, um, Listen, Jordan Whitehead has earned a, mm. a contract extension. Whether he ends yeah. up taking it or whether he ends up getting more money elsewhere, that's going to be determined in March, right? And so mm. you've got you've got Winfield, right? Who is an absolute stud, star in, in the making. You've got Whitehead, who is a perfect fit for this Todd Bowles defense, okay? And then you've got Mike Edwards. Now the thing is this is you gotta find a way to get Edwards on the field, even if Whitehead comes back. Maybe it's the nickel, right? I mean, but Sean Murphy Bunting is yeah, the nickel corner. Absolutely. There's, there's just magic happens when Edwards, Winfield, and Whitehead are on the field together.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, at what point do you look at your what you're doing and just say, you, I, I'm sorry, Sean Murphy Bunting, but Jamal Dean has played better this season? There's no doubt and- about it. No you need doubt, need a playmaker it. on the field like Mike Edwards, man. And the, all the defensive rotations, too. Like, he allows you to do a lot of different I mean, he's deep, yes. he's in the slot, he's yep. blitzing, you know, he's in the box. Like, he and Winfield are kind of interchangeable in that way. And Whitehead just is just thinking too, that, John. So. You're right. Just thinking that, you yeah. know, Winfield in the slot. This was the most we've seen him, I think, in the slot all season, was in this game. And I'm curious to look at the tape. And check the numbers on that tomorrow on yeah. snap counts. By the way, if you're looking for content on this game, folks, as we wrap it up, most impressive, most disappointing, both of those are up by Scott and Matt over yep. on the site. We got the gamer up there. We got uh, the injury report up there. If you're looking for more details and the quotes on those injuries, they're up there as well. We're going to get a bunch of stories. There are a lot of good quotes from players. We're going to get some stories up, mostly for tomorrow, because I know you'll be watching this game and probably going to bed. Yep. But we'll get some stories up going out tomorrow. You'll have snap count analysis dropping tomorrow. The mailbag will be dropping tomorrow morning, and two-point conversion will be dropping. So PeterReport.com is going to be bumping with activity and content. (laughs) Then we've got the 4 p.m. podcast again tomorrow. We'll have more thoughts on this game, more analysis on this game, and And dissecting how things go moving forward.
1: It's a victory Monday, and at 4.20, we're going to be doing roll call. So everybody that's that's in here today, make sure you join us tomorrow afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern. And and then what we're going to do is, is John typically comes on and wows us with some sort of of amazing Buccaneer analysis and information it's and entertainment literary. for, for several minutes. And while he's doing that, I'm clicking where you guys are, are, are watching from, from around the state of Florida, from around the country, from around the world. So be sure you yep. join us. If you're here listening to this podcast, make sure that you join us at 420 tomorrow on the victory Monday podcast here on Pew report TV on our YouTube channel. And we'll have roll call and you get to tell us where you're, you're listening and viewing from and we always appreciate everybody joining us as well as the super chats that you guys have been so kind to donate and sometimes they come in a question form sometimes it's just a five dollar tip via the internet jar so we appreciate you gizmo snyder and everybody else that has been been blessing us with the the super chats
0: yep absolutely it's been great stuff so we'll be back tomorrow 4 p.m eastern on the podcast Wednesday, Thursday, all 22 content will be up this week as well. Going to be a great week. Make sure you subscribe, Peter Report TV. Make sure you're checking PeterReport.com. Wants to leave. It's one. To, we've been on for an hour, 12 minutes, Callie. I don't know what you mean. I want to leave. I love I, doing this, but this I, is the I longest pod. I think he's talking leaving. about that Steelers Chiefs oh. game, John. I think that's what he's saying. So <laughs> close. close. Do we want to watch this? Uh, do we want to watch what's left of Ben Ross's No, I don't, I don't <laughs> think we do. No. But uh, no, going to be working on some content and maybe checking out yep. in the corner of my eye. So appreciate that, Steven. Appreciate y'all. Obviously, you, we'll Steven. catch you again tomorrow yep. in another edition of the Pewter Report podcast.
2: Out. Get playing